Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff Sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Sound Sitting, like a double L there. Yeah, <laughs> l- 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 you know, I stutter when I'm in, in such great company here yeah. with Tom Dorian, my co-host. Yes, sir. Wingman. So glad you're here. Thanks for having me. This is the this is like the season of miracles. It is. Yeah, so that's our, our little bridge to the next, you know, that's Perfect. our transition. Perfect. I'm not getting very good at that, am I? We need to name one of the Seven donuts years. after that. Miracle like miracle donut? donut? Yeah, that'd be kind of that yeah, be You good. can eat it and you don't gain weight. i got to start backing off the donuts here. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not going to make any comments because your family gets mad at me when I say bad <laughs> things about you. And I fear your children, so I don't want to uh, do that. But we, we, we really are going to talk about miracles today. Uh, All right. And uh, to do that, we, we brought in somebody um, that is part of a program that I'd never heard of before. They're miracle workers. And I, I, I admit when, you know, when maybe I should know something and I don't about no. my Catholic faith, about the church, about all the goings-on. Uh, and I just heard the other day about this group called the Labore Society. Uh, and I thought, well, what's this all about? And I looked it up and thought, this is something cool stuff. good. So we have uh, a director of advancement, I guess is your official title, Bill Amir from the Labore Society. That's right. I am the director of advancement for the Labore Society. And I'm so glad that you're here, uh, Bill. I don't know what the Director of Advancement is, but uh, it sounds like you're, you're probably going to tell us and help us out with this. But before we even get to like what the Director of Advancement is, what the heck is the Labore Society? Well, that's a fair question. Uh, the Labore Society is a national Catholic nonprofit organization that uh, helps our future priests and sisters and brothers resolve their student loan debt so that they can enter into religious formation. Now, so in a nutshell, that's kind of cool. That sounds great, and uh, but it, it starts to make you think, right? It made me think when I first I, I never realized mm-hmm. that there are people that had essentially heard this call from God, and God says, "I, I want you. I want you to work in the fields, you know, in, in, in bringing in this great harvest of souls. I, I want you to be part of this." And they hear this, and and they want to answer. And yet they look at their uh, financial statement and realize they're can't go fifty thousand, eighty thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in debt from college. Yeah, I mean it's a real problem. I think uh, many of us know that student loan debt problem is 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 terrible for millions of men and women in the country. But the debt problem has a disastrous impact on Catholic vocations because those men and women who are wanting to answer the call of our blessed Lord to serve the church are blocked. They can't move any further with their vocation, with their dream, with their wanting to follow the call of the Lord because of student loan debt. Right. So why is that? So typically in a in a seminary or a diocese that's uh, or an order there that that are having these these young men and women answer the call, um, they won't take them on with all that debt, right? I mean, cuz naturally that's got to that's got to go away. and It does. And the institutes and orders and dioceses and congregations, they can't absorb that debt. They're not in a position to be able to pay it off. So the men and women that come through the Laborate program, they've been accepted by an order or a diocese or an institute, but they're accepted conditionally. Right. And that condition is, as you might guess, they need to remove all of their student loan debt before they can enter. You know, we, we spend a lot of time in our particular diocese, but I think a lot of dioceses throughout the United States and in the world, 
are, we're always praying for vocations, right? We, we, there's always that prayer at Mass and, you know, for an increase of vocations to the priesthood, the diaconate, the, uh, you know, religious life or whatever. And we're always praying for vocations. And a lot of people don't realize that those prayers are being answered in the sense that people are coming forth who've been called. Oh, that's very important. And that's one of the messages today that I'd like to express is vocation prayers have been answered. And if you'll indulge me for just a moment, there was a statistic that came out not too long ago from a vocation study, which concluded that on an annual basis in this country, we have approximately 10,000 men and women discerning a vocation to priesthood or religious life. That's an astounding number. It's Mm -hmm. an answer to prayer. The problem is approximately half of those 10,000 have the student loan debt problem and aren't able to move forward with their vocation. And see, that's huge. We keep thinking, oh, we've got a shortage of priests. Oh, we need more priests. Oh, if we just had some more priests. And we keep praying for vocations, and the Lord's answering these prayers, and people are showing up except for the debt problem. See, I never knew. Now, I, I guess I never thought about it. I shouldn't say I didn't know because you have to have your head in the sand if you don't realize that there's just a lot of debt that comes out of college. I remember... Tom, when you and I, back in the 1800s when we went to school. Right before they discovered dirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, we came out, we just didn't have a lot of debt. I mean, school was a lot less expensive. I think I paid $636 a semester. Right. You know, and I and when I graduated, I had $500 natural, na, uh, national direct student loan. Wow. You know, and, and then you look at kids today and they're, these, uh, these lenders thousands. are pouring money into their pockets. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying... I'm not even talking about the, the, how good or bad that program, the situation is, but the reality is these schools are so expensive, and they're mm-hmm. thirty and forty and $50,000 a year, and we're adding and adding and adding. And so now we have kids, not only the ones who are, have a vocation right. bill coming out of, out of college with a vocation, just ordinary folk are, are leaving school, and they've got like 100000 Could you imagine Tom no. starting life no. with $100,000 in debt? Well, no. imagine looking at... Um, a vocation that's not going to be one that's going to be bringing in you. You're not going to be like a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer, and you're going to be racking in the dough as a priest, right? And so if you're looking at a $100,000 debt, you, you you might think like, Lord, do you not want me to be a priest? Yeah, it's disheartening, I would well, imagine. it is disheartening. And remember, those who have student loan debt that aren't discerning a vocation, they aren't blocked from moving on to get a job. Right. Or moving on to pursue their vocation. Sorry, you can't get married unless you've got your rid of your debt. (laughs) So it's different for the men and women that are discerning because they are prevented from moving forward. And one of the things we have today are what we call later vocations. These are men and women that went through undergrad, went through grad school, and then entered the workforce. But they never stopped discerning. And when the time comes to answer that call, they find out that the very debt they accumulated to obtain their education is the very debt that blocks them from moving forward. Mm. And these are otherwise magnificent candidates for priests and sisters and brothers because they are a little bit more mature. mature. Mm. They are a little bit more seasoned. So it's important that we get these men and women into formation. And Mm -hmm. I think we should also talk a little bit about just the idea of debt. Because a lot of times we tend to look at someone who's got debt as if they've got a problem. They've got an issue. They Mm. they don't spend their money wisely. And, And nowadays, debt is a lot like dust. I mean... Try as you might to stay clean, you're going to get dust on you. I mean, if you live this the life here, especially coming out of school, I mean, you're going to accumulate debt. It's just going to, it's going to start to pile up. And so these aren't bad people who made bad choices. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that everyone made the best of choices, but 
it's hard not to come out of college without student debt, student loan debt. And if you're not blessed with perhaps a mother and father who can pay for your tuition and you're interested or have the capacity to go to one of the more expensive schools, you're going to find yourself with some debt. And if you're able to go through undergrad and also go on to graduate school, I mean, that debt's going to accumulate as well. And the way the tuition has increased over the past 25 years is just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And it shows no sign of getting better. Right. I mean, the CBO came out with a study not too long ago saying that we have about $1.2 trillion in student loan debt today, mm. and that number will double to about $2.4 trillion by 2025. So, unfortunately, this problem is not going to go it's away. It's not going away. Soon. However the Lord provides, though, we, we, we just have to trust God. And I, was, um, I went to your website, and I guess we should mention uh, the website is... Uh, org, And just for those who don't know how to spell, like I didn't know how to spell Labore, it's L-A-B-O-U-R-E, society.org. All one Correct. word, org. And if you go there, you'll, there's some beautiful testimonials from some of these young people who have they've answered God's call. They were stymied or stifled or had this obstacle of, of debt, which you guys have helped them to overcome. Uh, and it's a, it's, it just gives you a sense of hope for the church, for vocations, for um, all those times that, you know, you've heard people say, we just don't have enough priests. Where are the, where have the nuns gone? You know, why, why do we not have these people? When in fact, as you've rightly pointed out, Bill, we've got, well, we've got 10,000 of them waiting in the wings, we, chomping at the bit. Absolutely. And as you know, we've been praying for vocations for decades as a Catholic church. And the big message here is these vocations are out there. We just need to deliver them into formation. And these men and women that spend time through our class learning how to fundraise for vocations, it's not just that our organization is giving them something. Right. We're not giving them a fish. We're teaching them how to fish, right. as the old adage goes, which is important. They're taking accountability for the debt they've accumulated by working themselves to go out and fundraise for vocations and begin to eliminate that debt. And over the course of the classes they work in, you know, there's a human formation as part of this process as well. They learn a whole set of skills and strategies which will benefit them throughout their religious mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I when, when I get when I'm blessed with the opportunity to work with young people who are just on fire for the Lord, you know, they just they want to do stuff. And I get a lot of folks to come through. Like our actual, um, the Catholic Cafe is actually situated in a, in a youth ministry building uh, at our parish, and it's just filled with all these kids that are just on fire and just want to do all these good things. And that does a lot for my own sense of where the church is going, the future of the church, hope in the church. And I would imagine, Bill, that that some of these folks that you run into, that you're able to help and walk down this path, that you get a sense of hope for our church. Oh, I get a sense of hope for sure. And it's been an absolute blessing to be working for the Library Society and working with these men and women that we call miracles because they are miracles. These are men and women saying yes to the Lord's call in a culture that isn't always so uh, wonderful about the Catholic Church. There's a lot of antagonism towards the Catholic Church. So these men and women are courageous, they're virtuous, and they're heroic. And to be part of their lives, to enter into the joy of their vocation, is a blessing. It's not just about money. It's about joy and relationship and being encouraged about the church and these vocations. That's a wonderful thing. So we're going to continue to talk to Bill Lemire from the Labore Society about this this wonderful um, program that they have uh, in just a minute. We're going to take a break. Before we do that, though, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, uh, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
I'm Bester Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Throughout history, Catholics have contributed greatly to the development of society, promoting government based upon justice and the dignity of the human person. One prime example of a great church statesman was Stephen Langton, the Archbishop of Canterbury. Born in 1150 in Lincolnshire, England, Stephen studied theology in Paris. His piety and love of God won him the respect of other clerics, including the future Pope Innocent III. He was elevated to Archbishop of Canterbury in 1207. At that time in church history, the books of the Bible were not subdivided. Typically written in scrolls, the only separation would be a space at the end of each line of sacred text. Archbishop Langton divided the books of the Bible into chapters so they could be more easily referenced and studied. These chapter divisions are the ones still used today. With a strong personal devotion to the Holy Spirit, Archbishop Langton is also credited with authoring the prayer, Vini Spiritus Sanctus, or Come Holy Spirit, which is often part of the liturgy at Pentecost. This love of the scriptures and devotion to the Holy Spirit guided Archbishop Langton to have a profound impact upon the development of human rights. At that time in England, there was a great political crisis as the reigning King John had rescinded several of the rights granted to barons by his predecessor, King Henry I. Archbishop Langton led a group of barons in a struggle against the king. Furious with the archbishop's actions, the king declared anyone who followed the archbishop a public enemy. But the clergy of England, as well as the pope, were fully supportive of Archbishop Langton. Several negotiations occurred among the parties to try and secure the rights of barons against the king. Ultimately, in 1215, Archbishop Langton led a council of churchmen in Westminster, which drafted the Magna Carta, the first great statement of individual liberties, which was ultimately signed by King John. This great statement of rights is the forerunner of other codifications of rights, including the Bill of Rights which is part of the American Constitution. Archbishop Langton should serve as an example to Catholics in our modern day to study the scriptures, seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and stand up to oppressive governments to protect the rights of all persons. I'm Bester Zimski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Dorn, and we're talking to Bill Lemire. And Bill Lemire is the Director of Advancement for the Labore Society. I love speaking French. You know, I'm a, You're love, good at that. Yeah, I love croissant. You know, and Look at you go, Cafe man. latte. <laughs> I'm going to get you one of those little hats. And I love French fries, too. Good in that. French fries are good, too. But I'm going to get you a raspberry That's brulee. not what we're here talking about. We're going to talk about the miracles that take place at the Labore Society. And maybe we should start this second segment talking about just the name Labore and where the connection to miracles that, that we have there. So why is Labore Society named after Labore? 
It's named after St. Catherine Labore. Uh, she had uh, a vision of the Blessed Mother, and as a result of that vision, the Blessed Mother asked her to create the miraculous medal, which many Catholics wear today. The reason we chose St. Catherine Labore as our patroness is that early on, our founder of the organization uh, met with two women who were interested in being sisters, but they had student loan debt. Mm. And at that time, he had no idea. And this so, is Father Pablo. Is that well, the guy? Father Pablo is an advocate for the Labore oh, Society. Okay. So this and always is the founder. was. Our gotcha. founder's name is Cy Laurent. Oh, okay. A businessman from the Twin Cities. And he was meeting with these two women who said, you know, we had vocations. We wanted to be sisters, but we had to give it up. And mm. he said, why? And he said, well, because we had student loan debt. Mm. And he said to himself, well, if you were able to have that debt eliminated, would you still enter into formation? They said, absolutely. Well, it turns out as he's having that meeting with these two young women, each of them happens to be wearing a miraculous medal, which was the medal that the Blessed Mother instructed St. Catherine Labore to have made. So he decided that the name of the organization should be the Labore Society because of those first two women who now are sisters out in California. So it's a wonderful story. So that's, we like to say she chose us. We didn't choose and, her. Amen. And that's, a, and that's a miracle. And you know what? Anything that, uh, uh, you know, that, that whole miraculous medal and anything that Mother Mary's involved in is going to be successful. Right, it's good to have mom as an advocate to whatever you're doing, right? She and then can to help have us with anything. That's right. And then <laughs> having Saint Catherine uh, Labore there um, uh, as the patroness or uh, of the organization, you, you guys are in good hands, obviously. And so the miracles, while you know, Bill, you wouldn't say that I perform miracles, but miracles take place in that in the context of the Labore Society, and and that's just an amazing thing. So tell me a little bit about how. How does this process work? So you said this uh, Cy Lament, is that his name? Cy Laurent. Laurent. All right, so so Cy, uh, we're on a first name basis now, obviously. <laughs> so so he so he meets these two girls, and did he like envision a process? Maybe already like, well, what, how, we, how could we do this? You know, early on, uh, Deacon Jeff, it was more of a helping uh, men and women that came to the Library Society one by one. Right. And there really was sort of his ability to meet with other uh, business folks in the community to help pay off the debt. The sophisticated program we have right now, the fundraising program, was something that was created in 2010-2011. So, it's so just, that's a but more recent vintage. But, it but developed the idea of helping these people and suddenly realizing we have vocations. We have lots of vocations. We just got to get over this hump or this obstacle. And that's what he began to realize as he met with more men and women. He began to think to himself, there's something going on here, and there's something I can do about it. And if he were sitting here right now, he would say, the Labore Society is a gift from God's holy providence, and the Holy Spirit is what's directing us to help us with these vocations. And that's exactly what it is. We at Labore are being led by God the Father. Mm. We're not the ones that created Well, you know, this. that's mm. interesting. And, and I'm glad you, you, you that kind of leads into what I was going to ask you next, and that is your particular involvement. Bill, what, what brings you here with this society? I mean, you're, you're I mean, obviously you're, you're I assume you're, you're a Catholic and you're a spiritual <laughs> guy. And I, I, mean, I am a lifelong Catholic, and uh, actually I was a practicing lawyer for about 26 years, a trial lawyer. And about a year ago... Um, I had been discerning about trying to work in some capacity to serve the church. 
And as I was discerning about that, I got a call out of the blue. It was like the Holy Spirit came out. Was it a Marian blue, do you think? Yes, a Marian (laughs) blue. And uh, a good friend of mine who was working at the La Society called me and was asking me about some legal issues. And he said, well, we might want to retain you from time to time. And I told him, you know, I'm thinking about leaving the profession. I want to do something in service to the church. And I heard silence on the other end of the Mm -hmm. phone. And he said, well, you know what? We're looking to expand our staff. We've recently received some funding. Would you be interested in joining us at the Labore Society? And so I looked into it, sat down with my wife, talked about her budget, had coffee and lunch with some of the other members of Labore and thought long and hard about it. And the Holy Spirit was there directing me, and I joined Labore. You know, and that's neat for someone who... Uh, to be able, you, you say, I want to do something for the church, or I want to give back to God for all the blessings he, he's given me, or I want to work in the church. And these are all good things because it, it, a lot of us don't realize, or maybe we don't realize enough, that we're, we're all actually part of God's great commission. We're all actually Jesus when he said, go and dot, dot, dot. He was talking to all of us, we not have. just like our neighbors or these power brokers or my buddy Cy. He wasn't just talking about just these few people, but all of us. And so you get to kind of live that to be part of this process. In a way, we are co-commissioners. I mean, we are helping to deliver these men and women who are the disciples. They're going out amongst the culture, having a positive impact on the culture and having a positive impact on the church. If you think just for one moment about one Catholic priest over the course of his lifetime, one sister over the course of her lifetime, the kind of impact that they can have. And that's why we say losing even one vocation to Mm, student loan debt is one too many for our Holy Catholic Church. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're allowed to be part of this miracle. And and that's so neat. And so the folks at home who are listening are saying, okay, so I'm on board, but how can I get involved in this miracle? What is it that I can do? What, what if I, our listeners are probably thinking, well, you know, they gave us the website, and I'll give it again, uh, laboresociety.org, uh, L-A-B-O-U-R-E, society.org. Um, and so that w- when they go there, where do you, how do you recommend people get involved in this process or in this program or in this mission? Well, there's a number of ways uh, to get involved. Obviously, one thing we need more than anything is prayer. And we want uh, men and women to be praying for vocations, praying for the aspirants that are going through our program, and praying for the staff because we need those prayers. There's also an opportunity to get involved in the program. While the men and women in our program are fundraising, we assign to each one of those members what we call an accountability partner, which is really a mentor. Right. Someone that follows these men and women along during their six month journey of fundraising to pray with them, to encourage them, uh, to help them get over some discouragement. And those accountability partners or mentors are extremely important for our program. And we need more. As we begin to help an ever-increasing number of discerning men and women, we need more accountability partners. And if a person out there feels like they would love to serve in that role, they should go to uh, laboresociety.org and make contact with our organization, and we would love to have them be a part of our program. Amen. It sounds great. And the and the and the people who are that they're helping, I mean, these are the future priests, um, nuns, brothers uh, of the church, and, and, and young people who uh, who need that miracle. And you might very well be that miracle, uh, but also. I imagine that you need uh, funds to make all this stuff happen as well so that you, you would be able to um, 
hire people to to do the organizational things that need to take place um, is there a place on the website for them to contact you in that regard as well? There is, and there's a place for donation. You were asking earlier, what does the Director of Advancement do? Well, what I'm doing is uh, raising funds for the general operations of Labaree. Right. The aspirants who go through our program raise money separately, and all the money they raise goes to them alone, 100% of that money. I raise money for the general right. operations, and people can go to our website and make contributions to that. And I go around the country and meet with a variety of Catholics and seek investment in our program and really invite Catholics around the country to enter into a relationship with these aspirants, invest in this Labore organization, which really is about the joy of vocation. It's not just about money. It's about the heart and soul of the church, right. building up the future. And that's the beautiful. And what's happening with these aspirants uh, essentially is you're actually – they're being accountable for their own debt, right? This is not like a, a program of gifting where you knock on the door and say, hey, I've got $120,000 in debt, and you write them a check and say, I hope you become a, ha- a really good priest. It's not that. It's, it's They work through these things uh, themselves. They do their own fundraising, and you guys mentor them and, and take them through this process. And I can only imagine that makes them such a, a gifted and responsible priest or nun or brother later on in life. That's absolutely right. They become more confident. They take leadership. They are taking an initiative for fundraising activities once they join their orders. And we have many of the vocation directors from around the country call us and say, the men and women who have been through your program are extraordinary. They come to our orders. They come to our institutes, to our diocese, and they are immediately leaders and they are confident, and they become evangelizers for the rest of the people within that order or that diocese. So it's a magnificent program in that way because it has such a wonderful evangelization piece and a human formation piece, which make these men and women such terrific future leaders in the church. Mm. Mm. Bill, this is such a wonderful program. I'm so glad I come to know about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that all the folks listening to EWTN and Relevant Radio and Ave Maria and Guadalupe and all the different radio uh, networks that carry this program now know more about the Labore Society. So go to labaresociety.org, find out more information, how you can get involved, and certainly to offer your prayers. Bill, thanks so much for coming on oh, board here, uh, sitting in the luxurious corner here. booth. Thank you. So good. Let's, let's close in prayer, of course, asking God to continue to bless this ministry uh, and all of us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you are the divine author of all. And you desire that all you have created glorify you in your goodness. Lord, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. Bless and assist those you have called as priests, sisters, brothers, to come to their ministry with a zeal for souls. Tear down the obstacles that hinder them so that your gospel of salvation might come to the ears of all that would hear. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. for listening to The Catholic Cafe. For more information, visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You'll find many links to Catholic resources on the web. You can also listen to previous shows online, download MP3s, or take advantage of our podcast feature. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association.
and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.